and welcome to the Intuitive Writing Podcast, a production of the Intuitive Writing Project, a writing-based empowerment program for girls and gender-expansive youth. My name is Elizabeth Perlman, and I created this organization because it was what I wanted and needed when I was young, a safe, supportive space to speak my truth and have it heard. Since the girl inside of us always needs to be heard, we also have writing classes for women. And this podcast will feature one of our amazing Gen X writers. If you are a woman who would like to try writing with us, know that the first class is always free, just to see if you like it. There's so many things we have to do. We want this to be something you choose to do purely for the joy of it. Also know that we use the Amherst Writing Method, one of the most nurturing and empowering writing systems I know of. You can read more about the Amherst Method on their website and in Pat Schneider's groundbreaking book, Writing Alone and with Others. But the basic principles and the ones that guide all our classes are these. One, everyone is a writer with important stories to tell. Two, everyone has their own unique voice, a voice that needs to be heard. And three, our voice will grow stronger and clearer the more it is supported and positively affirmed. And so we invite all women identifying people to try one of our women's classes, which help fund need-based scholarships for our younger writers. On behalf of all the young writers at the Intuitive Writing Project, thank you for listening. May you always speak your truth and know that it matters. Today, I am so honored and grateful to be talking with one of our brilliant women writers, Christina Butler. Christina has been writing with us for a while now. Actually, I wanted to ask you, I I think it's been maybe a year by now. I wanted to ask Christina to introduce herself, start with your um, your pronouns, how long you've been writing with us in the women's program. And then I just wanted to have you tell us um, a favorite book or books, and then your favorite kind of writing to do, like the genre that you most enjoy writing in. Wonderful. Hi, um, my name is Christina. My pronouns are um, she, her. And I have been writing with you guys for a while. Um, I think it's been almost a year. Um, There was like that weird period kind of around the holidays where we took a little break, but happy to be back. It's always a lovely time. Yes. Um, Favorite book. Of course, this is always the hardest question, right? Um, (laughs) It usually always ends up being whatever I'm reading at the moment. So right now I'm reading a book called H is for Hawk by Helen McDonald. It's beautifully written. Um, It's like memoir, but it's got a lot of birds of prey. I think they're amazing. Um, So there's all this falconry in it, which I find very fascinating. Um, And there's some some a lot of nature stuff kind of involved which for me is great um and then I guess my like I always have one all-time favorite book and I think that book will always be are you there god it's me Margaret when we're growing up you just want to be heard and seen and I feel like that's such a powerful book and um 
the the way it still holds up I think I read it recently as an adult and I was like oh my god this is so still so amazing and then I do absolutely love to write poetry I would say that's my favorite genre I feel like it's very forgiving oh I love that you say that you know we share that in common I also love writing poetry but I never thought of it like that that it's forgiving that it lets you really express whatever your truth is in your own way it's there's fewer rules in fact poetry you can break the rules absolutely so I also wanted to ask you um I'm gonna have you read a beautiful powerful incredible piece that you read um actually just last month in our women's class but first I wanted to ask you um if you remember because we always start this with our our young writers too an anecdote from when you were younger it could be childhood adolescence 20s whatever that you just remember first really realizing how much you loved writing um writing has always been something I've done uh it's kind of been like a private private entity you know a solo mission yeah um but in 2018 I went back to school and because I hadn't gone to school in decades, I had been, you know, doing a totally different life. They started, I had to start at like the very beginning of school. So I was like, okay, these are words. This is how you make a <laughs> sentence. And I had this amazing professor, Dr. Ott um, at Las Positas College. Mm -hmm. And he made us write a personal narrative. Yeah. And I wrote something that I took kind of what I had been in my previous life, so to speak, as a hairstylist yeah. and what that was like and oh. then what it would be like in this new life. And he had, you know, he had so much good feedback. It really made me feel comfortable because we had to share mm. it. Yeah. Or he shared it. Sorry. And he wow. Your words. Wow. Really powerful. And he encouraged me to um, submit it to, they have a literary mag. It didn't make it, but you know, that's okay. That's amazing. So what I'm hearing you say is that it was not just the experience of writing, but the experience of having it read and appreciated by somebody who like got it. Yeah. Instead of usually most people, we get criticized, right? When you yeah. share no, he was really great. He actually, um, he edit, he did some editing and gave me some feedback and offered some suggestions on how to make it more powerful. And it just, when you have somebody take an interest in helping you with your writing, especially if you don't have a, a very good grasp on how to do it and it, it just makes it that much more encouraging to keep going. I think it's so powerful. And this is, of course, why the Intuitive Writing Project exists and why I needed this program when I was younger, when I didn't have it, is we need to be mirrored. We need to be heard and mirrored and have our words reflected back to us by people who care enough about them to like you said, they gave he gave you good feedback. He had great suggestions. Like he cared enough to help you develop it further, which that in itself validates that your words matter. It's yeah. so important. I think um, you and I are similar that I was, my writing was very solitary 
and still is a little bit for myself for most of my life. I just did it for me to keep me sane. But if you only write by yourself and you don't share it, you don't really know, you don't have a good handle on whether or not it's great. Most of my life I've written just for myself to get through things. And it's definitely been necessary and essential for my sanity and my survival. But I, I never believed I was a writer even. I just, it was just this thing I did. I didn't think I was, certainly did not think I was a great writer. And I think you can't really understand the beauty of your words until you share them and somebody else mirrors back. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. We need to be witnessed. I think. Yes. So thank you for being brave and always, you're always brave in what you write. And this piece, um, I think it's going to resonate to a lot of women. Definitely when I heard it, I wanted to uh, just stand up and cheer the whole way through. It's so empowering. So I'm going to have you read. Um, I love the title of this piece, Womanifesto. Like a, it's manifesto, but W-O in the front. Like, whoa. How do you say it? Womanifesto. 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 Okay. I love it. Perfect. If you would honor us by reading your piece. It's time has some weight to it. In movies, there's always a pregnant woman uttering those words as a man runs around with a suitcase. It's time can mean so much more if we remove motherhood from the equation. As my kids need less of my time, I am left with too much freedom, which I am unsure what to do with. So maybe it's time to take off the masks and hats you wear to be accepted in this world. It's time to peel off the layers of armor you have donned to protect yourself from cruel intentions. It's time to remove the cloak of invisibility you have buried yourself under to prevent eyes from catching any bits of you. It's time to open your heart to the affection that is aching to be accepted by you. It's time to be content with the wrinkles and creases that line your face. It's time to wear the lipstick you bought, yet continue to wipe off your lips. It's time to embrace the curves of your body and drape it in the rich textures you have waiting in your closet. It's time to tell people how you feel and not expect anything in return. It's time to embrace trust and compassion for how far you have come. It's time to walk with your shoulders back and your head up. It's time to dance whenever a song moves you. It's time to listen to the little girl inside who wants to write her name in the sand and make flower crowns. It's time to be grateful for the gifts you have received and return the ones you are done with. It's time to burn the candles and do the spells. It's time to seek out your guides and get into the business of magic. It's time to stop wasting the days and nights with inner turmoil and self-inflicted fights. It's time to slip out of the dark and get into the light. It is the least you could do. It is time. Oh, that is such a magnificent poem. I love listening to you hear it. I've reread it many times um, by myself and every time I'm so excited, but hearing you say it is the most powerful part. This is... Uh, an anthem it feels like and I love how the writer well first of all the repetition of its time is always powerful in poetry when you have that um, 
there's a word for that. When you repeat a word at the beginning over and over, I can't remember, it starts with an A, but anyway, um, that, what is it? I think that might be it. I think so. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) This is the beauty of, (laughs) the beauty of poetry is you don't have to know the names for things. You just do them. Yeah. Um, The repetition is exquisite, but what happens that I think is so powerful in this piece is that the writer takes us deeper into their own transformation. It starts at, um, I mean, the very first piece, the very beginning of it is funny because it's playing off of our society's general generic reaction to that phrase you know a pregnant woman saying it's time and a a for huddled husband running around with a suitcase and then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper from there um and i think it's interesting how it's the writer talks about their own children have grown up and so they that's the when you're able to just start going deeper as a woman into your own experience, that's the magic of this piece. Time to take off the masks and the hats. I think that was interesting because we hear masks, but hats is interesting. Different way of talking about all of our layers of armor that we've done to protect ourselves. Um, I also love, because I personally relate to this, the line about removing the cloak of invisibility you have buried yourself under. So relevant. I think a lot of women, we do this because it feels safer. Um, And then as we go down, the writer brings up all of the ideas of society about that we're not supposed to age and we're also not supposed to be seen like embracing and being content with our wrinkles and creases and also wearing the lipstick you bought yet continued to wipe off your lips. I remember when you first read that, it made me laugh out loud because I do that. I've never talked about this with anyone else, but it was like feeling so seen when I read this line. I was like, the writer understands me. It's such a, it's part of that invisibility cloak idea that it's like, oh, I love red and I'll buy red. And then I'm afraid for anyone to see me wearing red lipstick. So relevant. And then we get deeper and deeper, um, embracing trust and compassion for yourself, um, dancing when a song moves you. This one I love, especially to make time to listen to the little girl inside who wants to write her name in the sand and make flower crowns. I love that so much. Um, And then of course, we've talked about this before, but I love the end, the last few lines about reclaiming our magic. And I really feel like this is what is sort of happening, not just individually, but collectively for women right now is we're reclaiming our magic and magic is one of my favorite words, but it has so many different layers of meaning. The way I heard it described recently is magic is when you just understand that you have creative power and you consciously use it. And I feel like that's what this writer is talking about, their creative power um, to stop wasting the days and nights with inner turmoil. And I love this phrase, self-inflicted fights. Oh, that's such a great phrase. And then um, the very last two lines, it's time to slip out of the dark and get into the light. It is the least you could do. It is time. That is, I love this piece so much. I want this to be a 
on my wall. I feel like we need to turn it into a poster. It also, I know I've said this before, but it reminds me of that very famous poem that I think it was, I gotta look up when it came out. I feel like it was sometime in the nineties. There's that famous poem, I shall wear, I shall wear purple. Ah, the poem is called Warning and it's by Jenny Joseph. But anyway, it was very famous and very beloved. And I feel like this piece has that same kind of like timeless, universally appealing, universally resonant quality to it. So I hope that after this podcast, everyone is going to read your piece and um, we need to start making material, putting it in cards and posters so people can buy it. So oh, thank you. <laughs> it's amazing. It really speaks to, um, of course, those of us at a certain age, but I think any woman at any age can relate to this. So I wanted to ask you when we started out, I know we always in our classes, I always bring in some kind of inspirational quote or poem. And then we have suggestions of what, you know, we call them prompts. If you want to use one of these ideas to get started, that's great. But we always say, right, whatever comes up. So I was going to ask you about your creative process with this piece. Did you have a clear sense before you started that this is where you were going? Um, just tell us about like how it started. And then at what point were you kind of something else kicked in you obviously stepped into the flow of the meaning and it just poured out of you so tell us about that yeah um it's weird whenever i don't know if it's because i know on these days i'm going to be asked to be creative you know i it's already on the calendar today is going to be a day for writing so i don't know if <laughs> just having that booked in my mind as that really helps to kind of like That's get my spidey senses up in a sense. I'm not sure, but it always, whenever we look at the prompts, it's, it's almost like instinctual. That is what I'll be writing about or utilizing. Um, and then there's that moment where I'm like, Hmm, am I sure? And then it's like, oh, no, 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 this is happening. And so <laughs> then I just, you know, we, is... we go dark for 30 minutes and I just, I just start writing. It just kind of flows out. I don't, yeah. I wouldn't say that there's any like processing or preparing except for that. I know mm. the, on Thursday I'm gonna write <laughs> that's interesting um, that's yeah. interesting so what I'm hearing when you say that which I have never heard anyone else say this before but I feel like I have the same experience it's your intuition your higher self your subconscious unconscious self has been primed by you telling it okay, at this time, we're going to be writing. And so I always talk about how intuition does this, that you basically, you know, you have to ask yourself a question or you're riddling over something. And then I say, you let it go. And your intuition is going to keep figure, it's going to just go to work and start trying to solve it. So it feels like your intuition, as soon as you say, we're going to write this evening, your intuition starts, the wheels start turning. And they're like, oh, all the things that we can process. So that when you sit down, the pump has been primed and you can just sort of like open the faucet. Yeah. I love that. And I think that happens for me as well with writing. And I also notice like it happens with when I know I have a therapy appointment coming up. 
like my unconscious starts processing like the thing that I want to process so we can be very focused. Right. Our intuition is so brilliant. And you, I think what you just said and what you have written and you always write, you embody intuitive writing. It, it just, just feels right. 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 You know, it's, and it's, it's your own wisdom. That's the other thing. Like I always am amazed by this. Like before you wrote this, I'm sure you had some level of awareness of all these things, but you didn't know that you didn't have the tapestry completed on out in the world until you wrote it. It was inside of you, but it was like latent. And then when you wrote, it becomes tangible, real, shareable. It can change people once you put it on paper. And that's like, oh my God, what if you hadn't written it? It wouldn't exist. Right. It's so interesting how- it's So weird. You, t you make magic. I feel like that's what writing is. It's absolutely making magic. And we've talked about this before, but I mean, many people say this, there's so many memes about this now, but words are spells. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funnily enough, I always thought that was ironic that I can't spell. <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> speller <laughs> because it is, um, it's spell casting when, because when I hear this piece, I am, transformed in how I think about myself and how I think about the world. It's so uplifting. It makes me want to embrace my life, to embrace my magic, to like live. I think that's the feeling of this piece. It's like carpe diem. It makes a woman want to claim her magic and her life. That's absolute spellmaking to be able to write something that changes these words we talk about this, talk about this with the girls all the time, that, that how weird is it that language is just weird sounds that we string these sounds and, and lines and shapes together and they have meaning, meaning that we've all agreed on. We all agree what that the T-R-E-E -E is tree and we all know what tree looks like. We all have this, it's just a symbol system and, and it's totally abstract. If you say the same word over and over, it sounds like goobly goop. <laughs> but because we've agreed to this simple system, we're able to transmute symbolic ideas that absolutely change other people's lives. That's amazing. And that's what, that's what you've done. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you about your writing process, because we talk about this all the time. Writing is hard. It's, I mean, the hardest part, it's not writing. I think it's that sitting down and letting yourself bring things up, trusting that there's going to be something there. Um, sometimes it feels like, I mean, I've been writing for my whole life and I still sit down sometimes to write and think, I have nothing more to say. I'm empty, which is never true. I've always got a million ideas, but it feels right. sometimes <laughs> like there's nothing left. The cup has been drained. So I wanted to ask you about first, what do you, where do you look for inspiration? Not just in our class, but anytime you sit down to write, looking at the blank page, which is always the most daunting thing. How do you get started if you kind of feel blank or stuck or you don't particularly have an idea yet? What gets you over that hump to get started? Um, so there's a couple of things I do. Um, I always listen to music. Mm. Um, I always listen to either yeah, pod or you know, not podcast, but Spotify is great because they have a million uh, playlists for yes. writing. 
So I'll <laughs> listen to one of those. And then um, sometimes if I'm stuck, I'll think about a word, like just a word that mm. I would like to integrate into writing. Um, and then that usually will jog something. Um, sometimes if I'm, it's just not happening, I will abort the mission and go walk outside, get into nature. <gasps> um, and I use usually use no headphones and really try to absorb <sighs> what is happening around me. Um, I will bring my phone because often I will find myself getting some sort of download of information or ideas and I will voice note them to myself because I know and I don't know I'm sure a lot of people have this problem if I don't record it it's gone forever <laughs> yes um, which is always an upsetting thing but then you know it could float to somebody else that that idea could <laughs> be out there for someone else to pick up and and use um I do find myself waking up in the middle of the night to either click away on a keyboard or jot something down um, and don't force it. Like I am not really into forcing the work to come. Mm. That's why I kind of don't really have like at such and such time, I have to sit down and do this. Mm. Um, it's usually something that, I do every day, but I don't make it a point in having it at a specific time. I love that. Um, it, I could wake up in the morning and feel something really deep and write 2000 words, you know, it just, it, it hits you when it hits you mm. and the creative process is a process. I'm also a firm believer in you write something, you walk away, you come back to it mm. either. I, I like to give it 24 hours and then reread it and see, is this really what I want to put out there into the world? Mm. Um, and I feel like that helps. And also reading it, reading it out loud. Mm is very helpful you know that we all go through that point where it's like okay what's going on in my throat is it going to fail me is you know my eyes are getting weird what am I not supposed to read this and then it's like okay take a breath here we go yeah. and you know a lot of what I write usually has some sort of connection to me you know it's like something that's coming from deep within and there's an emotional connection there and having that emotional connection to something that you create is makes it really hard to share mm -hmm. but in the space that you have provided in the these groups I feel like every time I share it's a safe place mm -hmm. And so I would assume that having people to share with or to write with that you feel comfortable is very helpful. Um, I've taken creative writing classes and, you know, there's like 25 people in a class and, <laughs> you know, that can be extremely scary and isolating and you know, maybe 
not the greatest feeling, but um, when you're in a space where you feel comfortable with the people you're writing with, it, it feels right. And you have to trust yourself. You know, there is a, a great deal of trust in what you put together that other people would want to hear it. Yeah. I love how you, you're again, such an embodiment of intuitive writing. So at the very beginning, you talked about like, I mean, the whole thing is being open to the process, but I love how it's when you're inside, it's listening to music, which puts you into a different, I so agree. Music puts you into a different kind of mindset, altered reality. But when you're outside in nature, you don't need music because then you're in that magical reality. And I totally resonate to that idea of a phrase, a line, an idea pops into your head when you're not thinking about it, when you're hiking in nature, when you're leaning against a tree or something. And these ideas, if you don't write them down, they'll be lost. And also they'll be maybe lost to you, but somebody else might get them and be the one who's meant to write them down. I love this idea that I feel that way, that ideas and stories are sort of in the air and each of us are really like destined to write certain ones of certain stories are ours to write. And if we don't write them, it's okay. Cause somebody else will write them. It's like this beautiful buffet of creativity all around <laughs> us. And we just like pull things down from the cosmos. But I love how it's, just letting it come and not forcing it. That's, I think, the biggest thing. And that's where I feel like English class does the greatest disservice, especially when we're young. I see that so many times with young writers where they feel like they can't write or they're bad writers because they weren't able to just, they were, you know, writing in school, you have to push and force and fight to get the words on the page. It's the opposite of intuitive. And then people criticize you and tell you all these things you've done wrong. Whereas this is letting things come in their own time. And I like how you said, sometimes you walk away from it 24 hours and come back and see if it still feels like something that you want to share. Because there is a, there's, I think, would you say, here's a question for you. When you give yourself that 24 hours that most of the time it still holds up or are there things that you come back to and you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to share that one. I I think it's kind of a mixed bag. I think sometimes the the idea or the concept of whatever the piece is will hold up, um, but there's something that needs to be tweaked or changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, like I said, with poetry, it's very forg- forgiving. So you can take something that you, you, you know, you may start it the same, but it goes in a completely different direction. I feel like you can always use your own writing as a a source of inspiration. You know, you can go back, you know, if you're stuck, go back and edit something that you've done. Maybe there's something that you can change to make it better, or you find something new about it and it sparks a different um, idea. So I feel like, yeah, there's going back, there's always merits to it, even if you don't, even if you don't use it, it you're still yeah. using it. You're still using it, even if you don't use it. I love that. And I do find that for myself, my first draft is never the thing that I 
am able to share with people and our our young people are I mean I think partly because they've gotten so skilled and they have less baggage around creativity they're able to generate these first drafts that are publishable I mean a lot of times they don't even have to tweak their first drafts they're so pure for myself <laughs> the first draft when I go back I feel like I'm carving with clay or something that like they pooling words, actually, we don't need this sentence. This word could be replaced with this word. There's like a sculpting quality to poetry that seems to take a long time for me. I have to keep working it. Mm -hmm. But that first version is what is the foundation. You have to have the first version. Like you said, you're using it even if you're not using it. Um, I also wanted to ask you, and this is, this can be our, our big final question. And this is advice to anyone who of any age um, who loves writing but feels like, uh, I don't know, they're just blocking themselves through self-doubt in terms of not being afraid to start or thinking that they can't or whatever. We have so many, we all have so many fears around writing. What advice would you give to aspiring writers? I feel like writing it, you're never going to be successful at it if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. So having an intention is really important. I find that having a reason why, like, what is the point of doing this? Um, you know, I'm currently working on a couple of different projects and it's taken me a lot of time to kind of really fine tune and narrow it down because yeah. Oh, I want to write a book. Mm. Okay. Well, that's a huge undertaking. <laughs> Why? What? You know? So I think having intention and for anybody who wants to just start writing, do it for five minutes. You know, it's, I love that. it's a, it's an exercise. You're not going to sit down the first time you do it and do it for hours. That's, that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. um, I say, personally, if you're new to it, get a new notebook, brand new, never doesn't have any other notes pages. It's just dedicated for writing and a pen in a color that makes you happy. <laughs> and go somewhere other than where you're comfortable, step out of your comfort zone. I love to take writing on the road. So I will go to a different location. Um, anywhere near the beach or water is always fabulous. I get a mm. cup of coffee and I sit there and I write. Another thing you could do is something that I did recently was I went to Chinatown and I got a bag of fortune cookies huh. and every day I used the fortune as a writing prompt. Oh my God. I love that. So that's great. You know, fortune cookies are very anecdotal. Um, it can be really good and helpful because it can boost your self-esteem and your confidence. Um. So there's just a lot of different things. And the other thing is, is don't take it so seriously. Yeah. You know, it's designed to be, if you go into it thinking this is just for me and no one else is going to hear it or see it, it might take some of that scariness away. 
but just know that if you can get it out of you and onto paper, it doesn't have to live inside you anymore. And it frees you up for new and more exciting things to come through. That is so inspiring and so beautifully said. We're going to have a transcript of this so people can read your words as well as listen to them. But I couldn't say it better than what you just said. I think it's just like making it pleasurable, making it comfortable, taking all the anxiety away. Like you don't have to share it with anyone else. It's just for you and sit someplace beautiful and drink something yummy and have a beautiful notebook and a beautiful pen. I love the sensory aspects of this, which we all know, like the best writing includes sensory details. So you should be in a sensory, sensor, sensorily pleasurable setting, which is, of course, that helps get you out of the, um, you know, when you're writing for work, you're sitting at a computer, when you're writing in school, you're sitting at a desk. So we're talking about intuitive writing is someplace comfortable and lovely and relaxing and there's no expectation. I love that. It has been truly an honor and a joy to talk with you about your writing, Christina. I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more of you out in the world because I have no doubt you have many books that are going to be coming out in the next few years. And I'm here for all of them. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. I hope everyone has been so inspired. Always lovely, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.